Chris, you've been driving the Lotus Amira, so let's not beat around the bush. Is it as good as we all suspect? Yes, I, th I think is the simple answer. You have to qualify it a bit. <laughs> you have to qualify it by saying it's, it's still less than half the price of cars that don't look as good. Yeah. Uh, which is a lovely statement. Such a to, neat trick, isn't it? It's the, such a great to statement to make a little baby super for them. I feel a bit scared if I was a McLaren or an Aston Martin at the moment because I'd be thinking, cool, blimey, that's a lot of car for the money. Mm. But once you delve around under the skin, it's the same old Lotus recipe. It's a brilliant chassis and steering dynamic with an engine you can live with thrown in. That's yeah. it. You know, I, I think the engine is still pretty unspectacular in the V6. It's fine. Um, it's it's no instrument of of, uh, of music or or any great um, theatre, but it goes well enough. The rest of it is sublime. Steering, sensational, yeah. the way it rides, the way it handles. They're the best in the business. You know, it's so great to finally have that team finally be able to do something again because mm. they're some of the most talented chassis engineers on the planet yeah. and they've been doing nothing really new for so long so i love the fact they've made something i mean um, it was all to lose wasn't it really because they you know as you say it's made from the familiar lotus bits so they'd have to drop the ball quite significantly for no, it not to be tub, brilliant but, to have but the tub well tub the, the the actual structure is it's a new tub yeah using yeah. Existing, existing materials and, and techniques and techniques yeah, yeah. 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 But it's wider, it's got the lower sill, so mm. it does feel quite different. You know, every other car that Lotus has made for the last 20 years, just in, just in getting into it, you went, ah, same car, because yeah. you had the same problems getting into it. This one, it's a, it's a clever trick, but getting into it in a different way, your brain resets and goes, oh, it's not quite the same. Yeah. And by getting into it in a different way, you mean you can get into yeah, it exactly. without being on your hands and yeah, knees. You can, or, uh, you, yeah, and your passenger can not fall out of it. <laughs> so... I think the problem is because I, I have such respect for what they do, the bar was set very high. If it hadn't steered like that, if it hadn't ridden like that, I'd have been profoundly disappointed. So yeah. maybe they're a victim of their own reputation in sure. that respect. Uh, well, actually, it'd be quite interesting when the, when the four-cylinder AMG engines... Well, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about, because I think this Toyota V6, we know at 400 it's maxed out. Mm. That's about all you can do with it. Whereas the, that little engine, I mean... It's so strong. AMG really went to town with that engine. The bottom end could handle 500, 550 easily, as we know in the tuning world. So Lotus's biggest problem is going to be stopping people, mapping them to God knows what power. <laughs> Only um, problem is you can't have a manual gearbox with the AMG No, you so, can't. Yeah. But do you know what? It's nice to have a manual gearbox, but it's not one of the great shifts, is it? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, still yeah. got that sort of slight slack in the, in the linkage that you've always had with the Lotus. Yeah. It's a car for UK roads, and if you live in a country that's got some bumpy roads and you appreciate a car that can soak up a road surface and you're utterly fed up with this harshness that's, that's crept into every single fast road car, mm. it's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? You can just... I drove it in the pissing rain. It was horizontal, awful, back end of one of those hurricanes up in Anglesey, and I was in second gear, full power, and the traction control light didn't even come on once <laughs> on the road. And it, the way it could carry speed, mm. if I'd been in any other car of that type, you'd have been there going, oh, crikey. Bouncing around. And, and worrying about traction. Yeah, and yeah. So you just forget the way it can be done. And it's an interesting sort of period in Lotus's history, isn't it? Because they, they're being bankrolled by Geely, by the Chinese now, which is why they can make this car. But on the side... They're developing all these electric cars. So there's a couple of electric SUVs, four-door kind of Panamera type thing that's going to be pure electric. What do you think Colin Chapman would think about all of that? I think Colin Chapman was a businessman and he would do most things so long as you could earn a bean from it. He proved that with a DeLorean, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, but uh, in 2009, I think it was, on the back of another failed business, a friend of mine 
um, who worked for a, a well-known investment bank, uh, was dealing with the acquisition of Volvo by this totally unknown place called Geely. Mm. And he said to me, do you want to come out to China? We're doing some diligence work on the acquisition and you've got no work and you're skinned. And I'll give you some money to go out there and mm. just do a bit, to make, make some stories and see if we can just seed a little bit of stuff in the press about mm -hmm. Geely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was an independent journalist, so I could go and do that. Yeah. So I went out and I met a load of people and I went around a load of Geely factories which were making cars that were laughable to mm. us. Even then they were laughable, you know. But, but like... Any pious Westerner, even I, had the foresight to realise things were going to change bloody quickly. Yeah, yeah. And we were laughing at Kears and Hyundai's not long ago now that <laughs> where they are. It's always going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Not only will they catch up, they'll start beating people. Well, I was, I was invited at the last minute to interview this very, very modest man called Lee Shufu, who is now worth $50 billion. Mr Geely. And owns 10% of Mercedes-Benz. I mean, it, what, what an incredible industrialist he's become uh, and it, it was really weird for me actually on the back of that and I interviewed the guy I didn't know who he was I put in a hangover and went oh <laughs> Mr Lee how's it going do you like cars or something you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, of course history now tells us that his patronage of Volvo is probably the most successful of all of the big buyouts he has just allowed them to get on and do their thing mm. Uh, Volvo's gone from from strength to strength. Oh. They've launched Polestar as a brand as well. Long-winded way of saying this journey with Geely, I, I didn't quite see it coming to I suspected it was going to be successful. Mm. But on the day we shot the Amira, I have my I've got a Polestar One, which mm. is a pretty wacky machine anyway. And mm. I parked the Polestar next to the Amira, and I thought, you know, if you'd said to me that Geely would be making cars like this ten years hence, I, w I wouldn't have believed that. Two, two really, really well extreme built. pieces of yeah. engineering that have come out of a bloke who started by selling air conditioning units in some province in China. That's brilliant. Uh, they probably even share a switch or two, don't oh, they? Oh, they do. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, the door handles the same, and the in, the stalks are exactly the same on yeah. the two cars. So fair play to Lotus. I'm I'm so pleased that when we did this before the last run, I I, I bored you with the fact that driving down. Potash Lane was, was as important to me as going to Stuttgart. Um, and I, I think it will be again. Yeah. The only question marks, really, there's no question mark about the price. Right. Is it better than GT4S? No, it's not. Of course it's not, but it's a lot less money. It really yeah, but is. GT4S is a bit extreme. When I went over a Cayman GTS, it'd be a very, very hard decision to make. I want to drive GTS. both of them. Porsche has an incredible dealer network. And Lotus doesn't at the mm -hmm. moment. I'm not saying Lotus dealers aren't great, but they're just not used to dealing with many customers at the moment. So let's hope they can get the dealer support in there for now. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a lot of centralised sales. The, yeah. the Polestar model is the one going forward, isn't it? Yeah. Sell them direct and, and bank on the fact they're reliable. Exactly. So sitting on the fence with the whole Amira Cayman debate for the moment. The fact that I'd even <laughs> have to stop and ruminate on it is amazing, yeah. really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I will say that the Cayman engine is different gravy. Mm -hmm. The Porsche internal combustion engine is a, is a better, more lovable thing, but the steering in the Amira is just different, different gravy. Yeah. If your drive to work was 20, 30 miles a day over mixed A and B roads, then I think the Lotus is a better yeah. car. It's a more interesting choice, yeah. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah.